Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation, Season 3, Episode 22, it is called The Most Toys. So full spoilers for the episode, as always. This episode sees Data kidnapped by a collector of sorts uh, in space, someone who collects rare items, I mean it's essentially a collector from the Marvel movies, let's be honest, it was hard not to yeah, I mean, draw, it works. draw comparisons as it was revealing what it was doing. Um, basically, this guy, this sort of huckster, sells the Enterprise or sells the Federation, maybe more to be more accurate, a bunch of this resource that they're going to need to like you know save this planet from a natural disaster, and they're getting this data's transporting it shuttle by shuttle because it's too, you know, too, too unstable. Yeah, too unstable for the for the transporters, the transporter beams specifically. So, uh, but basically, they fake like an explosion, uh, to make it appear as if data's died. And an explosion in the shuttle. I mean, not fake the explosion. The shuttle does explode. Well, the shuttle does explode, but they they fake the idea. They they put in like enough material that would match data's like parts and you know structure to make them yeah. convinced on a, a simple scan. Hey, data was in there, and he's gone now. And because they have to go and save this natural disaster or save this planet from the natural disaster, they can't stick around and necessarily investigate completely immediately. So they you know it's this very sad moment. In fact, I think one of my favorite things about the explosion itself is the one who actually says something first because they're all kind of shocked and they're all sort of staring it's actually Worf who sort of says data first he's the first one who kind of speaks it in shock and I, I, it's that simple thing where you take the the sort of the the toughest meanest hardest character and you have them be the ones get emotional first because it kind of just it sells it for everyone else if he's breaking down a little bit because of it then everyone yeah. obviously is feeling this yeah I will say this moment well, strong. I think it was very slightly undercut by the fact that we did this with Data like two episodes ago. Um, at the end of the one, uh, at, the, at the end of the one with the empath abilities. Sure. Uh, where oh, Data was on that thing that just exploded. Oh, never mind. He's fine. You know, it, it it wasn't played like that so much in that episode. It was very brief and just kind of at the end, and he was fine straight away. But it was hard not to think about that that this had just happened while I was watching it. I never even occurred to me because they're played so differently. I never even thought of that moment until you mentioned it right no, that's now. That's fair enough. So, uh, I guess your your mileage may vary on that kind of being in your mind as this happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the actual episode, once it gets going, obviously you've got the Enterprise, the crew, Jordy especially as kind of the closest thing Data has to a best friend, dealing with this and struggling with not accepting that something's not quite adding up here. But the main plot, of course, is Data with this uh, this character. The actor who, of course, I recognize from Frasier, for the most part, uh, Saul Rubinick, he uh, he plays Fajo here. I think we recently saw him on that, uh, that Amazon show, uh, Hunters. He was in that. Oh. Uh, I'll take a word for it. it I, mean, I, I just know the guy. I, I've seen him yeah. in stuff. But... Obviously, he's much older now in that show because that was like, this year and this was you know 30 years ago. Yeah. But And I'll be honest, I, I don't remember much about that episode. It wasn't that memorable, weirdly. <laughs> Uh, sure. We watched two, but sure. <laughs> we watched two. Oh bloody hell! <laughs> uh, so he he plays uh, he plays Fajo, who's this guy who's who stole data, who's kidnapped data, and the episode is essentially data in captivity. How he tries to fight this, how Fajo counteracts everything data might try to do to escape, uh, and that's kind of it. That's that's the gist of it. So we'll get we'll get into it. Uh, but I'll ask you the question: uh, How did you feel about the most toys? I would like this. 30 or 40% more if you cut most of the data plot. I think all the... Uh, there's some 
nice beats in there that are all right but most of the stuff on the enterprise with them kind of trying to deal with the loss and going through it i think would be much more effective without us cutting back to data constantly i think uh that stuff is really strong and would be even stronger if, if we weren't just constantly going back to data for me at least interesting you feel the opposite <laughs> It's not so much that I feel the opposite. I, I think the stuff on the Enterprise is solid enough, and like seeing Jordy like trying like his best to figure this out, he can't let this rest because he knows something's not quite right, something's not adding up. Uh, and the beats, you know, with Picard and that finally kind of realize that something's going on here, and they realize that something something's not quite right. That there's they've been tricked, especially when it becomes apparent that the natural disaster seems to have been manufactured so that they would have to go to this one person who has this one particular thing. That can help with the natural disaster and he wouldn't even make a profit doing this if anything he would be losing money on setting this up and doing this whole ruse so it's not just like he's wanting to unload the crap that he's got <laughs> this is more than that and it's like wait what would he possibly want and then they sort of realize and yeah it's kind of exciting when picard's like uh, you know crusher turn this around right now get guys there warp eight uh but I think you're mad. I think the the data stuff is what makes this episode work and it's what makes this episode have its point and every mm -hmm. Because what this episode is, is putting Data in a situation with someone who is so awful, the type of person that Data has never had to deal with before, and how Data tries to work around this type of person is the entire point of this episode. And I, if, you, if you take all that out, then, I mean, yeah, okay, you've got an interesting episode about how the crew react to Data seemingly dying, essentially. Like, you know, how did they react to the death of Data? That's essentially what it would turn into, and just be that on its own. But for me, what makes this interesting is how data has to interact with this character and then ultimately where it goes in the ending so i am um, i really like the ending of this which is why i said i wouldn't i wouldn't cut it completely i would cut it down um and i think i would probably offload it to the second half of the episode mostly i think uh a lot of my problem comes from them you know, you know we're cutting back to data so much with the enterprise stuff especially early on right after it happens that i feel like it undercuts anything that's on the enterprise i feel like we should spend maybe just 10 or 15 solid minutes on the Enterprise with them dealing with things, and then we can start doing some of the data stuff and have a lot of the interactions that he does have just a little bit more condensed, maybe not quite as many interactions, because I, I do like the overall point of what it does with that stuff, for sure. I think my my hesitation to even, like, at least partially agree with what you just said is that I, I, I would speculate that you may actually have an alternate complaint if it went, like, 10, 15 minutes almost under the guise of data actually died and we're watching everyone react to it like i feel like the complaint could then turn into that we know data is not dead like not even from the context of we know he's in the rest of the show or anything like that just from the context just because, of because oh, he's the main character yeah one he's of the main characters yeah i, I get it no uh, and here's the thing i don't mind when shows do this thing where they pretend they're dead if they give it weight you know if if it matters in the episode and i think that's what what bothers me here is it, I don't feel the weight of it mattering to the Enterprise in this episode because we're cutting back to Data so much. And it's it's not, oh, yeah, well, Data's obviously alive. I know that. We all know that. I, did, I just think it, it it really highlights it and draws attention to it when it cuts straight back to it, uh, of him just be, sitting there when Geordi's, you know, crying his eyes out, basically. No, I quite like this episode, and I think the time it spends with Data and Faja, where he slowly kind of realizes just who this person is and like how he can't because you know data wakes up and he's in this room with other collectibles and you know he you know faja comes in and he's like and you know data has this sort of like wait have you taken me against my will 
I, you know, I, I, you know, this, this is completely illegal, and you know, I have duties uh, as part of to be as part of Starfleet, blah blah. And he tries to leave. He can't get out the door because the door is designed to not open unless it actually. I mean, I assume it's also specific DNA, not just anyone's DNA. But the idea being that it just won't work for an android. Uh, potentially, I assume it's programmed to all the people who work there. Yeah. But, you know, the idea being that, like, okay, sheer strength might do it if there was, like, ten of you, but there's not ten of you. But the whole point is is that you're one of a kind, and that's why he wanted him, because he wanted Data, because he's this rare, precious thing. And, you know, he shows him around, like, these other collectibles that he's got. Some of it's, like, you know, old baseball cards, but some of it's more sci-fi stuff from the future that, you know, we don't know yet. Typically, something Star Trek always does, whenever it goes as a list of things in the past, it'll give us one or two of stuff that really happened, because it's before the, the show was made, and then it'll give us a couple that are you know decades or centuries later to like give us some range and yeah. you know this is a fine formula for these kind of things i'm not that's not a complaint so but we have this thing where Fajr becomes this despicable human being where this is a genuine kidnapping in the sense that data tries to fight back because like, he immediately tries to sort of like sort of make him open the door by force and he's like no he's got a force field you can't do it it won't work okay so he's thought of that which again makes sense because why wouldn't he try and think of you know all the ways that data could try and escape and essentially it becomes about kind of like in a weird way breaking data's will even though they acknowledge that data doesn't really have will in the traditional way that other people have will and yeah when I mean, he has will raker <laughs> that's terrible punchline that was absolutely awful but i'm dumb you don't deserve that drum sound <laughs> so deserve everyone gets that that drum sound Pours itself out to anyone who makes a bad joke and you know it. So don't even start. Right. But, you know, but slowly as the episode goes on, like, you know, because he, so he, he comes across as being friendly, but he's also very demanding in the way he asks Data to do certain things. He's like, I don't want you to wear that uniform. You're going to dress how I want you to be dressed. And you're going to sit in that chair and you're going to be there to entertain me and my guests. That's what your, your purpose is. And very quickly he starts threatening people like is it okay i can't threaten data because nothing i can do can hurt him but he, he does burn off his clothes which feels very cruel but it's, again it's just his uniform though it's not a big deal in the yeah. grand scheme of and things ultimately hurting him would defeat the point of why he wants him exactly but then he starts to threaten to kill his hench people who he, he's kind of it's kind of like they've kind of accepted where they are so it doesn't necessarily sound exactly like a kidnapping but at the same time it feels like they are kind of trapped and if they ever it's, it's a little bit stockholm syndrome isn't yeah it? Uh, and he you know, outright threatens to kill the woman that's there, like serving him. And Data, of course, will not let you know human life be taken. And the question, of course, has Data ever you know killed someone? And Data's like, no, I haven't. Although I am trained in the line of combat, if the need arises to do so. But he's never murdered someone. He would never consider murdering someone, which is very important for where the episode goes at the end. Because uh, ultimately, what this episode becomes, because it does a really good job of making you hate Faja, because he is awful. He's awful to Data. He's like, no, they think you're dead, they're never coming for you, you're completely alone, you belong to me. It's full-on kidnapped in, like, a secret room somewhere. Like, it it has all those makings of someone who's completely... Because Data, we think of as being, you know, kind of a superhero in the sense that he does have super strength. He can, you know, access any kind of, you know, forgive the word, Data. He, you know, he can do all these things. You know, you can just say information when you don't want to, you know, say Data again. Sure, but whatever. Then go with it. Just, just roll with it. So all of this builds up to make us really see him as evil to the point where when the woman eventually comes and says, okay, I'll help you escape. Like, can you take me away from here? Blah, blah, blah. And Data's like, of course I can. And you know, they're on their way and they're trying this escape. And eventually Faja shows up and he's got his, he's gone and whatnot. And he basically just makes this choice to kill her out of like punishment. 
know, because he, he sort of does a shrug where he's not going to do it and then just does it anyway. And then says, well, Dave, if you don't do what, you know, I, I'm, you know, what, what I say, I'm just going to kill the next person. And he kind of banks, because Data picks up the gun, right? That's just kind of the big moment towards the end, regardless of what the Enterprise is doing, because the Enterprise is literally about to beam him out, right? Because by this yeah. point, they've figured out, they've got an idea, they're looking for him, they know that he's in danger, they're coming. And he picks, he's got the phaser in his hand, and Faj is like, well, you're not going to kill me, we know you're going to do that. And if you don't do what I say, I'll just kill another person and I'll keep killing. I'll keep killing more people unless you do exactly what I want. Uh, you will, you know, you will be obedient. You will do exactly what I say. It's, uh, it's the end of Man of Steel. Whatever. The point is, is that because there's, there's several scenes in the episode as well where like he has a guest then and Data refuses to say anything in front of the guest, basically presenting himself as a mannequin rather than an actual thinking, you know, intelligent android. And this really upsets him, and he wants to punish him for it. Fadger gets really pissed about it. And it just it gives us all these things that slowly over the course of the episode, and then he murders this woman who wants to actually escape and maybe wants to, you know, it's, it basically Data's convinced her, give her hope that, oh, maybe there is like a future out of here. Maybe I can get away. Maybe there is something better. People who will actually stick up for me, that kind of thing. Which, you know, it's even just inspiring that Data can inspire that in someone. And that's even a point Picard makes earlier in the episode. He's like, you know, for an android who, you know, who couldn't feel anything... He certainly inspired a lot of feelings in others. You know, he definitely, you know, like everyone's yes. hurting bad and so on, Jordy especially. But ultimately, what the episode is, is about pushing data to that point. And it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing that I think most of us go through, human beings at some point, not obviously in this particular life and death scenario, but we get to a point where we consider the possibility that is it worth killing someone if they're that bad, that the world is a safer place, like everyone else is safer because this person is so vile. That is it the right to take them out of the picture? Is it right to, even though it's technically in the moment itself, cold blood? You know, arguably you could see it as kind of revenge, but ultimately I, I don't know if it necessarily is because the character, in the moment he's talking about it, he's literally saying, I will keep killing people to keep you yeah, obedient. Yeah, I think you could argue there is a personal element of revenge driving it just because by its nature, it's there, by the nature of this relationship that's formed over the episode, but I don't oh, yeah. think it's the driving purpose. In this specific moment, but just on the broad context of things, though, when I'm talking about people deciding should should this person be murdered or killed yeah, it's, to, it's, to save other people in the long run. Someone gives you a gun and says, right, this person in front of you is going to kill 10,000 people in the next year. You can You can stop them right now. Yeah, the difference being, though, is that in this case, he knows he's going to do it. He's he's given him enough proof and enough of experience over the episode to believe him when he says he's going to keep killing people. And yeah. the only thing stopping him, the only thing that's, or the only thing allowing him to do this is his belief that Data, under no circumstance, will just shoot him in the back. And, you know, Data has to make a choice here, and it gives us this wonderful, ambiguous thing. I mean, somewhat ambiguous. It's, it's kind of like... Like... I mean, I fully believe Data tried to shoot him, right? I, I, I think it, I think it's ambiguous in the sense that it's Data presents a story that is intentionally ambiguous enough that he can get away with it. But the intention of what's really happened, I don't think, is left ambiguous for us, the viewers. I think there's enough wiggle room that if later they wanted to prove... <laughs> I mean, I don't think they will. But if they sure. wanted to, technically they could prove that nothing was actually happening. But Dea in this moment is making a choice whether or not he should just kill this person. And I think this idea that he's never encountered someone this vile, like on a personal basis before, like on a one-on-one -on -one scenario where this person is so vile and so evil to the people around him and his disregard for life, in a way that Dea 
has regard for life. Data really values life. He, he longs That's, for more and, of a life than he has. And, and I would also say what's important about this situation, in context of Data's never encountered someone like this, is presumably any time he has encountered, uh, you know, any sort of, you know, war criminal, you know, some terrible person, he's had a superior officer to make the decision. Yeah, he's never felt helpless and alone in the situation. And again, obviously with the uh, feeling sort of a weird thing to talk about, but I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he essentially does feel just not in the same way that humans do. <laughs> okay. I think the the scene where you have like um, you know Jordy going through his belongings, mm-hmm. and he has which by the way, st- Tasha, Tasha Yar's yeah, hologram still there. But I mean, that's that's a level of of caring and and, and um attachment to these belongings if that's not some level of feeling on some on some fundamental level attachment is linked to feeling then because because he's chose these things it's not like he's just kept things because he knows he's supposed to he has specifically chosen these things and i think it, gets, it opens up a debate for me where okay maybe he doesn't feel things in the same way that human beings do but that ultimately the end result of his thought processes and his sort of logical kind of conclusions essentially get to the same point and at that point it's like okay what do we actually define as feelings because he definitely feels in this moment again and i'm just i'm using that word intentionally here that he probably needs to kill this person and therefore it's a just worthy you know a justifiable execution it's a justifiable action that he's going to take yeah i think um you know the the old saying of how you know any sufficiently advanced science is indistinguishable from magic Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately boils down to to data in this case where if it's sufficiently indistinguishable here as to where you know the type of feelings it, it ultimately yeah doesn't matter it's it, it it kind of it is what it is yeah it's this weird thing where he essentially broke data down just kind of like how any like someone who's captive or in a situation like this there's the spirits will eventually break it's essentially what happens to him here like that's this sort of final murder here of this woman is kind of the, the 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 blow that data needs to go over that line and so he gets he gets beamed out of the situation to the enterprise and o'brien notes that hey there's like a weapon discharged like mid you know as the, as the beam was going the transportation there's a beam in there and Riker, they, you know Riker just says okay well you know nullify it disable it right yeah, so yeah don't bring that blast along <laughs> yeah and you know data shows up and he's holding the, the beam and they, they question it and he, you know, he says something like what was it he said? What's his excuse? He says something like... He says, uh, uh, must have been a, a, a readings malfunction or something. Yeah. And... Because he fi- blames the transporter. Yeah. The final the final scene, though, is that he goes to the cell where they've got Fajr, because Fajr, of course, has been arrested for everything he's done here, uh, as you'd expect. And Data goes to see him, very Hannibal Lecter-ish, right? Because, again, we're using that set again. We've, we've got the, the, break, the break, essentially, yeah. yeah. And he comes to see him and... Fajr's like, oh, I bet you, you know, I'm going to get out here and I'm going to do this again and blah, blah. You, you must, this must be great for you. You must be loving seeing me get my comeuppance. And Data's final point is basically just, I have no feelings. I'm an android. And he walks off and it's kind of, to the point where you're, I, I almost leave myself questioning it going, is he saying that because it's true or because he knows this will upset Fajr more? This idea that everything Fajr did, because Fajr's one solace right now is that he's, you know, he's, he's, he's clung into him and he's, he's affected him and he's changed him and he's, he's kind of ruined part of his life essentially right because if this happened to a human being right 
like the killer would kind of gloat and be like well you're always going to remember what i did to you you're always going to remember me right that, that kind of idea yeah and Fajr is like well you i bet you're loving this and even though he's sort of saying that in a way where it's kind of against him i think part of it is almost like yeah because i got to you and there's like no i'm an android i simply don't I'm care good. yeah and he just walks out and it, you know Fajr's left standing there in the cell just kind of on his own um and obviously, as he points out the symmetry of this as well, where now he's the in the box trapped. Uh, but so I, I love all this stuff. I actually really love this this uh, this prodding of Data's character and the idea because I think what it does successfully is I think over the course of the episode, it makes. No, I mean, Data didn't feel helpless in the sense that I always knew that ultimately the Enterprise was going to come back and you know you know bring the cavalry right. That was always going to happen by the end of the mm. episode. But it convinced me of the situation feeling from his perspective, kind of, you know, hopeless and Faja being this evil and the idea of Data having to, like, essentially just reach a decision on how to handle this type of person. Like, you know, he does it through... Because I love the idea that what he essentially does actually mimics how humans would tackle this. Just, he thinks about it differently, but, you know, he tries the door. That doesn't work. He tries the captor. So why wouldn't you try the captor? You know, with a human being in a captive situation, maybe because, oh, because they always have a weapon on them, you know, similar to his, his you know, blocker thing, right? Yeah. You know, and then, okay, so he can't do that. Can he be disobedient? Can he not give, like, the person what they want from this captive situation? Not give them the satisfaction. Yeah. And he tries that, and then that's maybe going to bring more punishment. He's like, oh, you will do what I say. So I, I kind of love that ultimately through logic, he essentially does what human beings would do through feeling and through instinct. Sure. But he essentially gets to the same beats. Um, and then the idea that Data was willing to, essentially in cold blood, even as justifiable and as much as he deserves it <laughs> by the time you get to that point in the episode. So I, I don't think this makes Data feel like a dark character. I think you get to the end of this episode, and... He is so deserving of what was about to happen to him that you don't look at Data and go, Data's like turned to the dark side or anything like that. I think you just look at Data and go, no, in that moment, any other human being would probably be considering the exact same thing. I mean, it wouldn't play out the same because, you know, if it was a human being, they would, you know, the bad guy would never assume that you couldn't shoot him. He would, you know, sure. he would treat it differently. But, you know, forgetting that part of it, like in the same situation, a human being. I don't think you'd blame anyone who's been held captive. You know, if you're watching Room starring Brie Larson, if Brie Larson, this is no spoilers for the movie. I'm not saying this happens in the movie, but I say there's a big. <laughs> this is a a wild head cannon ending now. <laughs> yeah, but I say there's a big ending to that movie where Brie Larson gets a hold of a gun, and if she shot the guy who'd held her captive for years in that, he'll like, never basement, do it to anyone again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's kind of the justification is Data is saving other people by doing this, right? That's yeah, because he's he's not worried about himself at this point. He's safe. This guy won't yeah. hurt him because it would ruin his prize. Which, interestingly, does kind of line up with Starfleet's teachings, right? It's the, you know, the Federation's teachings is that this is not about him. It's about him protecting others around him and stopping harm. Uh, and, you know, so, I mean, you, you jokingly compare it to the end of the Man of Steel to annoy me, but honestly, this does that moment way better than Man of Steel... Oh, even that was kind of what I was yeah. getting at. Yeah, I, I, I say this is the ending of Man of Steel because Man of Steel thinks it can do this, and... and you know, I, I'm not. I don't think I enjoyed this episode quite as much as you did overall. Mm -hmm. I really like this ending stuff with Data, though. Like, I really do. Want to make that clear? Uh, I think it's you know a thousand times better than the the equivalent moment in Man of Steel. Well, a part of it's <laughs> just as simple as they actually set this up in this episode. They they they, they brought they had a conversation earlier on talking about why Data wouldn't kill or what under circumstances he would kill. 
And, you know, as much as, you know, I'm saying it's in cold blood because he's sort of doing it with his back's turned. So the moment itself does feel kind of, you know, like, you know, to quote Malcolm Reynolds, the whole, you know, if I ever shoot you, you'll be facing me and you'll be armed kind of like idea. You know, it's not that honorable sort of murder in that sense or that killing in that sense. But in the context of the, the bigger picture about what, why Data thinks he needs to kill him, it actually is kind of, does kind of fit in with the idea of the greater good. And, okay, this, this has to be dealt with because clearly in my current situation this is the only way i can stop him because clearly everything else i've tried has failed everything i've tried to do peacefully has failed this is kind of the last ditch effort here yeah uh but luckily for him jordy figured out that data you know wasn't there was a weird you know omission that data didn't follow protocol even though most people would just skip that part data wouldn't because he's data <laughs> in yeah the, uh... and, and that, that makes i think this is um why it frustrated me a little bit in the, in the sense that I really like the other stuff on the Enterprise, and I feel like if you go from the start of them knowing Data's been kidnapped, but for whatever reason, you know, they, they, he's got a, a blocker up that they can't just... Mm. In, instead of the thing that they're transporting out is volatile, just say, you know, he's got a thing that you, you can't trans, transport in and out of, right? It's as simple as that. So they can't rescue Data there and then. They know he's alive, but they also believe there is still a genuine crisis happening on this other place that they need to go and save. So they make the decision to just go and, right, Data will be fine for a day or two. He'll survive. We've got a planet to save. That's we'll it. be back for him. If you take that route and then not going the route of, oh my God, Data's dead and, and doing that stuff, maybe I'd enjoy the Data stuff uh, you know, and, and it focusing more on that even more. That's it. I did really like a couple of things that came out of them thinking Data was dead. I love the the choice of like Worf taking his post and also the conversation, especially with... Uh, I think it's Troy, Troy. Troy speaking to him, yeah. where she you know, she brings it up, and it's like, yeah, you actually replaced Tasha's job. You took her job, and she died. You know, he brings it up. Like, yeah. This is the second time I've taken a dead crew member's job. Yeah, and and him saying how no, he's he's honoring them by doing the job. Yeah, as well as he hopes they would have done. Yeah, and then the moment in the the bridge I thought was wonderful when Picard accidentally calls him Dea. Like that, that, right. that, that was a wonderful and, moment. And this is why I'm saying I really like this Enterprise stuff. I think even though I like the data ending a lot. I think for the vast majority of the episode, I like what's going on on the Enterprise more. I think it's, 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 it's more hard hitting for most of the episode, not the ending. The problem, um, the problem is though, is that I, I, I like the slow sort of realization from Data and his predicament. But the real problem is though, is that that the ending with Data that you you agree you like a lot. I don't think that works at all if we don't spend at least close to as much time with him. No, I'm I'm coming around from you know what I said at the start yeah. about pacing and things, and I'm coming around and maybe coming to the realization that this should have been two separate episodes. One episode with this data mm. stuff, and like I say, they just realize that, no, they know from the start he's kidnapped, but they make the choice to go and save the planet anyway and just come back for data after. And data still goes through his journey. The Enterprise is a fine B-plot that I don't give a shit about, as in a lot of B-plots <laughs> in Star Trek, let's be honest. And it's fine. You know, you have some fun character banter and that's it. And then we do this stuff with the loss of a crewmate maybe it's data maybe you do it with someone else i i, I think data is a good one to do it with in general um because of, i do like every single beat they do in this episode with that and have like an episode focused on that as a as a second episode instead of in the same one i think uh, ultimately that's probably the ideal scenario for me you know which is a little bit different to where i started this discussion I think. <laughs> yeah well i don't have that problem with the episode so i'm quite happy they're both here <laughs> and i like that they they link up the way they do uh <laughs> You know, I, I yeah, that's a great episode. Honestly, I, I kind of came out of it thinking it, it was it, it was again challenging the ideas of who Data is, challenging his understanding of human emotions, 
by presenting him essentially a new emotion that he's maybe not felt before where like yeah like he might have felt hate like he may not understand that's what he was feeling because again I'll, I'll go back to that statement I, i'm not entirely sure that data doesn't feel he just doesn't understand that what he's feeling is feelings does that make sense he he assumes it's not feelings because yes. how can he feel it's just circuitry but it probably is to, to, yeah to him it's like a series of numbers and ones and o's or whatever that, that are com you know giving him the idea or the thought that he's having but he's not like feeling it I the same way we do if if you took away the self-awareness of data that he is an android and just kind of give him a, like, basically a slight memory wipe and told him he was a person mm -hmm. i think he would fully believe it and not understand that his feelings were any different he would be like oh of course this is what other people feel yeah I mean, don't get me wrong, I, th I do think there's a genuine difference where he doesn't, like, literally feel it the way we do. He doesn't feel that in the pit of his stomach. That part's probably missing, but... but I think he interprets it in the same yeah. way, ultimately. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm kind of getting from. Just given this episode, given the, the, the way he was appearing, given all these other... Like, there's We've all... had, like, three or four good data episodes recently, haven't we? Yeah, I've really kind of been poking at, poking at his character and prodding and whatnot, so... Uh, no, I, I I dig this episode quite a bit. I, I think uh, it may not stand up there with the best of the best episodes, but I think this is another example of season three being far more full of like gems and solid explorations of characters in between the really big episodes. And then there's only been a few kind of actual. I mean, I don't even want to yeah. stinker. I mean, the the Indiana Picard episode was a bit of a stinker, but that's kind of yeah. No, as much as I say I like this episode less than you, which I think is fair to say it's better than I the vast it's a very good episode <laughs> it's better it's better than all but like maybe like three or four episodes out of the entire of season one and two yeah yeah like i i still completely agree that this is representative of the overall higher quality of this season uh by orders of magnitude uh, i just didn't like it quite as much as you did um i don't think it's quite into the great territory it's just in the very good territory yeah. um but i mean i'm I'm still happy with that overall as an episode. No, that's, uh, that was that was really good stuff. So, uh, of course, we'll see what's coming next time. That was the most toys. Uh, next time, we have an episode called Oh Boy. <laughs> well, oh god, it's well, no, this is kind of exciting actually. Sarek. Oh, okay. So, I mean, <laughs> there's there's no no spoilers or guesses for who that is uh, that it's referring to. Uh, Sarek, of course, the father of Spock. Here's the description via IMDb. Legendary Federation Ambassador Sarek visits the Enterprise to conclude peace talks with a race called the Legarans. His arrival is accompanied with the rash of unusual emotional outbursts among the crew. Interesting. Interesting. That's, uh, I mean, I have some speculation as to what's causing that already. Sure. Uh, you know, s some idea. Well, you know, Vulcans obviously suppress their emotions. Maybe as they get older, they you know, uh, I'm kind of thinking like um, like Professor X in uh, in in Logan. You know how he, he kind of just he loses that control and transmits outward almost. I'm wondering if something similar similar happens with uh, with Vulcans. Uh, yeah, maybe I don't know. I have, I have no yeah. idea, but it's kind of an exciting big character from. You know, I'm, a, I'm assuming the same actor as well. Oh yeah, it looks like it. Uh, outside of the obviously the main core cast, this was one of the bigger characters that were recurring. Or I mean, that even I think he appeared like twice. I think there was maybe two appearances. It was at least two or three yeah. times, and then he was in was he in one of the movies? I think it was. Yeah, it was definitely in the movie or two. Yeah, he was yeah, in the movie or two. So... But uh, yeah, which again, yeah, I was kind of discounting that there. But, but yeah, the, the, most of these movies would have been by now. Not all of them, but but the earlier ones for sure. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in fact, the the most recent movie when this episode aired would have been uh, Five Final Frontier. The, the okay, so we've only got one more left. The, the God one, yes. Uh, so no, it's interesting. So we'll yeah, we'll get Sarek next time. Uh, we'll so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, you can let us know what you thought of of uh, the most toys in the comments below. Uh, do like if you're on YouTube. Like is really important. It lets the YouTube algorithm know that you want to support us and share us out to other people and recommend us to other people. So please do. Uh, you can support us financially over at patreon.com slash TV for as little as $1 per month and get some bonuses for your troubles. Uh, so go and have a look at that. Uh, otherwise, get us on Twitter, at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. But uh, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching Star Trek, guys. And remember, when it comes to the ladies, Wesley Crusher is in complete control.